This, 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 this is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Heffron and Reed. I love you, love you, love you. The Heffron and Reap Show. Everybody, welcome to your headphones, your computer. Uh, not your car so much. You're probably not listening in your car. You're just you're probably at your computer. And your family's running around like maniacs behind you. Just trying to get 45 minutes of just your own time. We can pay attention to either John Reap or John Heffron. Kids are hungry. Spouses probably feel neglected. A lot going on in your life. So we're going to make this fast and furious so you can uh, get out of that gross office chair you have at home mm-hmm. and get back to whatever you're doing. Uh, do you clean your office chair at home? Do you, do you have a desk chair at, 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 your, at your home? Are you asking me, your co-host, John Reap, or a generic question for our fans who are watching us live on Facebook and YouTube? I would probably ask both. Okay, so, but I'm asking you, John. Reed, yeah, hello. Uh, do you clean? Do you have a clean office chair? What chair do you use uh, when you're sitting at home and you're on your computer? I have an office chair. It rolls. It's uh, not cloth material. It's like a leather type thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel the need to clean it that often because it doesn't get you know things don't get soaked up in there. It just sort of rolls off of it. So I will wipe it down if I feel like I spilt something, but that's it. What about you you? when you're at? uh, Turn this off. It's different and reap show. What do you do when you're at a hotel? Mm. Uh, With the with the hotel uh, computer seat, I think that's the grossest part of a hotel. Uh, it probably is. It doesn't really enter my mind. I'm not too much of a germaphobe. I am sort of a neat freak in that I like things organized and in their place and my bed made up. But it, when in terms of like cleaning things or wiping them down, I don't think of that a whole lot. Uh, occasionally, I know. <laughs> let's just say I know that I'm going to be nude sitting uh, at one of them chairs. I will put a towel down. Yeah, one, I'm never nude at that chair i i don't Um, believe that for one second never nude never been nude nude not even like in your own hotel room with the door shut and locked and you're sitting at the office chair and you got out of the shower and you sit down real quick to do something you've not once done that been nude nude sitting at the office i don't believe no no nothing comes to mind i immediately take a towel from the uh, bathroom and I put it over the computer chair. Yeah. And then I take my Clorox and I did this way before Corona, by the way, way before I took the Clorox wipes and then I wipe off the handles of the computer seat. And then I wipe off the desk of the the computer. Cause I think uh, back in the olden days, you would think a hotel mattress would be the grossest part of the the part because people sure. are getting together and maybe 30 minute increments uh maybe having you know people you know having little parties little soirees 
and the conversation leads to the the couch to the hotel bed. Uh, and, and, and that happens probably statistically not a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, naked butts on the computer chair in a hotel probably happens 90, 90. Well, wait, we're comedians, so we can make up health. We can make up health uh, statistics, right? Because people listen to us now. Yeah. Can, we're comedians with podcasts. So we can make up any type of health uh thing. Oh, because so, it's parody. Like we could, we just we could be joking. That's just, that's just what everyone does now. Yeah, like every podcast. Well, go ahead and make up a number, John. How, what's, what what percentage of people are naked like at ninety ninety four percent of everybody mm-hmm. who sits at a computer desk is uh is naked. Um, and out of those ninety four percent, uh seventy four percent have some type of butt stuff. <laughs> what do you mean? And it's just, just random butt stuff, whatever butt yeah. stuff. Is. A pimple. It could be a, whatever. A, a, a bed sore. Yeah, it rash. It could be. And if you just live healthy, uh, you don't have as much butt stuff. But that's a whole. But that's a whole thing. You should take <laughs> any word that comedians say about health. Um, I think is extreme. But yeah, so I I put um, towels down. I usually sleep in um, uh, uh, hospital scrubs. (laughs) Do you? Is my sleepy pants because they fold nice. They're thin. They're super. You can throw them in your bag. I got like two of them. And that's what I have on the entire time I'm walking around a hotel. So none of my bare legs or anything ever touch. Okay. Okay, I believe that. Um, uh, now, let me just weigh in on the scrubs part of that. But before that, so remind me to talk about the scrubs. But I also want to, um, well, you know, when you go to a hotel, the things that I think are the dirtiest, and, and this, it, it's always going to be the toilet seat, right? But you imagine a maid cleaning that regularly not so much the office chair regularly so i get what you're saying it makes total sense also the remote control is very nasty um and i've been seeing a lot now with covid and everything that they're they're wrapping the remote controls in some sort of cellophane or whatever and letting you know this we've just sanitized this and it's completely clean now right I would have uh, Clorox wipes. Again, I always go with the Clorox wipes because they have bleach in them. Yeah. And I remember I was on stage once talking to uh, like the CSI guy, um, just like the TV show. They they find dead bodies and and look for for blood and stuff. And I told them how I use Perel to clean down the hotel room. And then I ask, where's the most DNA? Like, where's the most DNA in a hotel? And he said, office chair or the chair at the desk in your hotel. And then I go, how do you get rid of DNA the quickest? Like, what's the the (laughs) fastest way to make sure that there's no traces of Mm -hmm. DNA? And he says, uh, bleach. So Clorox has the most bleach in it, I believe. So, yeah. I use, so I use Clark's, uh bleach wipes, and then I, I take the remote and I and I wipe that down. Um, you do. So you travel with Clorox bleach wipes. COVID. Way before COVID, I I did that, 
And I'm going to tell you right now, even when, you know, as we all get vaccinized, as you should, I've, I've been reading, uh, I think one of, like, one of the Fox newscaster guys told people to make fun of people who are wearing masks outside. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to let everybody know right now, uh, so it's not a shocker to anybody. I might wear a mask just because anytime I want to, just because I've enjoyed wearing the mask. Uh, and he had some science behind how if you wear a mask outside. It it and he says if if you see your yeah, kids wearing masks, call the police on their parents. I gotta say this, everybody. Uh, whatever anyone else is wearing is none of your business. I'm I'm gonna start calling the cops on anybody I see with a sleeveless Hooters T-shirt. <laughs> because I, I I know the science that a sleeveless Hooters t-shirt comes down everybody within 20 feet of that shirt IQ level dumbs down so I'm going to call the police on those people if you think that me wearing a mask around a bunch of people that are outside is calling the police I happen to think that Hooters sleeveless shirts uh, also make people dumb so I'm also, <laughs> or we can just not say anything about what anybody's wearing and there just you mind your own business. That's, that's exactly right. Huge, I, that's also a that's also a huge thing. Not saying something is is also huge. That's should be the new the new trend, the new hashtag, the, the new slogan, the the new motto is: Look, when people say I don't judge, that's that's. They're not being truthful. We all judge. The difference is, do you keep it up here or do you bring it out here? I, for one, I'm just trying to get from point A to point B without getting my ass whipped or vice versa. So I keep it up here. And then I'll tell you here right now, but I don't say it in those moments. But yes, I, I know Yeah, if you want to wear a mask outside, wear a mask outside. I'm not going to say anything. I mean, I might roll my eyes at you, but I ain't going to say anything. <laughs> I had a, a, my buddy, uh, Matt Bergman, uh, s- sent me a message. Hold on. And I don't want to play it because I don't want to get. I just yelled at a radio station for playing a message for me without. So anyway, Matt was in Florida working and he did a did a joke about getting a vaccine, you know, getting a vaccine. Some, he got like Johnson, whatever his joke is. I don't know what it is. Moderna versus Johnson, Johnson, the Pfizer. Yeah. He said he got booed on stage. He's literally doing a joke about the difference between the two. And, uh, the audience booed him because he said he got vaccinated. Hmm. So let me let me ask. I have I have follow up questions. Whole new level. I would have went. I would have been crazy again. Who is it? uh, Matt Bergman. I don't know if he 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 opens for me. The most non confrontational. Like, does he have a following? Like, was it his audience? Um, you know what I mean. It wouldn't have been his audience. Okay, so he's opening for uh, like T.J. Miller. So TJ Miller's crowd booed him for saying that he did get vaccinated. Yeah. Hmm. But, th- but, th- but that's, that's Florida I'm, too. Florida. <laughs> there you is, go. Is that, is that what we've beco- be- become? Because they can't, it's, 
that makes me want to stay in my house just just <laughs> forever and not ever come in contact. Yeah. Because if I say I got vaccinated, uh, which I did, and I happen to say that on stage, which I don't know why how I would, but let's say I did, and some guy had an opinion about something I did, I, I would then spend 45 minutes right. down yeah. choices he's made in his life. I would look at his wife and I would break down that choice. Yeah. And I would break down their choices of their kids. Then I would ask their kids how their kids doing in school. Then I would break down those choices. And I want to know if he smokes. Then I want to know what job he does for a living. I want to know what, like, like there's, it's a never ending the best bet is just to shut your mouth and let people live their lives. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, it's weird. I, I, I don't in the vaccine thing. I don't. I don't get it. It's a slippery slope if you open your mouth. Unless everybody just wants to fight, and we're going back to barbaric times, or we just get clubs and maces. But yeah, I don't under, understand the uh, angst or anger or hate towards someone who did decide to get it. Because at the end of the day, all they did, if they're wrong, all they did was mess up themselves, not you. And they probably did it as a way to help you. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we are, let's just say, because I got the vaccine. I got one shot. I got another, another shot coming up. So I'm in the same camp as you, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we, we are erring on the side of caution not the other way around. So why make fun of someone who's trying to do what they think is the right thing? It sounds dumb. It, it sounds dumb to me. I just can't. Yeah. I, I don't. That to me would be like, you, well, you use toothpaste. Sheep. <laughs> yeah. Use, yeah. Brush your teeth. Sheep. Right. What else the government going to tell you to do? Right. Yeah. Sheep. Brush your teeth. Like, like well, it's funny, John, you mentioned all of this. I mean, I do. I have made this a part of my act now where I say, like, I try not to judge, but of course we all judge right. and I wear a mask. And when I'm having the mask on and I see someone not wearing it, I immediately get mad at that person in my head. Go, Oh, look at this guy he thinks he's better than everybody. Rules don't apply to his highness. And then I take my mask off. And I see someone wearing it, and I also immediately go, look at the stupid sheep. He's probably wearing three masks. What an idiot. Like, I do both of them in my head, depending on what I have or have not on my face. You know what I mean? I didn't, yeah, and, and I'm going to um, – and I, I can't – I couldn't find the video or the CD. I have one at least 10 years old about wearing a mask because usually when you're on a flight, the people coming from, like, an Asian country – had masks on they always they've been doing it for forever forever like if they if somebody had a cold if you just had a normal cold you would put on a mask so you wouldn't give your cold to somebody else mm -hmm. that was it and in my joke i again this was so old i was thinking we should just do it but you can put your sports team your logo on your face and that the, 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 like that was legit a thing so i i this summer i gotta say the masks Kept uh, never once did I feel my, uh, you know, I was violated by the government. Um, there's a lot of things I think should be the government should jump into. Uh, cargo pants, I think, cargo pants should jump in. I think we've all had enough with all the, the big pockets on our shorts. 
So maybe, you know, yeah. so there's a lot of, we, we, this is a slippery slope. If one person <laughs> is going to decide what somebody should wear, then it, it it's going to get weird. What, there are times where I've enjoyed, there are times where I've enjoyed wearing the mask. Um, most of the time it's a, I found it a, nu- a nuisance, a pain in the butt because you, you get halfway out of your car into some place and you forgot and you got to turn around or whatever, but we've gotten used to it, I guess. But the times that I've liked it is when, and this is going to sound narcissistic and egotistical are times where I think I'm going to get recognized and it's going to slow me down. You know, <clears throat> even in my own hometown of Hickory, like if I feel if I go to the store close to my house, there's a good chance someone's going to say, hey, John Reap, and then, want, you know, delay the thing that I'm trying to do, which is get one or two things and get the heck out of there. But if I've got the mask on, I feel like I am a ninja and I like being a ninja. Um, I remember loved wearing ninja masks when I was a kid. So I feel like I'm sneaking into the store, getting my product and sneaking out, hiding in the shadows and no one knows me. I, uh, I got recognized. I was at the grocery store where I live uh, with a mask on. And it made me feel oh, yeah. really good. Made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, that did happen to me um, too. People still saw they still saw my eyes. And was, hey, John Reap. Yeah, <laughs> some some lady came up and she goes, "Those eyes, you can't hide those eyes." And I'm like, "Is that is that a song? Like, what is she?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." I mean, it's that at John Heffern on my mouth. So. <laughs> you weren't wearing my mask, were you? I was wearing, I was wearing yeah, John. Yeah, I was wearing the, uh, <laughs> the whatever. So, um, speaking where, of swapping things, at? you know, don't we have a swap thing coming up? We have a swap thing, April. Uh, wait, April. We're in June. April. You know what? I'm in laugh. I'm in Boston this week, and it's been so long. Not this week. Uh, May. I mean, 2021, I'm at Laugh Boston, but it's been so long. Just I was sitting around today going, I think I'm somewhere in a couple weeks. I'm so out of habit of buying plane tickets for anything or my normal way of doing things have just been. uh, So I'm in Laugh Boston uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, It has a 20 in, in, in the day, but we're talking about June 7th. Me and John Reap will be performing in Hickory. Yes, North Carolina. I forgot that the main main comedy main main main, main cellar city main, club main cellar city club June seventh. We're at the main city cellar <laughs> club. Yeah, uh, and then also then that following weekend, which I believe is the uh, what's it the eleventh and twelfth June eleventh and twelfth. We are in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Me and John Reap, we are headlining. We are, we don't know what we're calling this. Me and him are doing comedy in the whole show. I think Michigan still has a curfew. So we, so we got to bang these out quick. Okay. Um, so we're, we're, I don't even know what to call it. We're, we're doing a show. Why don't people help us come up with some names since we're going live on Facebook and I see the comments from Zach and Wendy and Tracy and John and Andy and Ken. Thank you all. And Michael. Help us come up with a name for this show. I mean, because we're we're gonna make it a TV People show asking, as well. Like, what's going on? We're going to we're just we're we're gonna have a, a feature comic. So there's gonna be a couple comedians and me and John. I mean, John will do a half hour. I'll do a half hour, and we don't know what order, but it doesn't matter. Well, that's I wanted to bring this up to you, John. 
I wanted, yeah, this is a good time to ask this question because, I mean, we have a month to figure out, figure it out. And I'd rather sell tickets. Plenty of time. We got to sell tickets. Just know this, no matter what, you're going to see two um, seasoned professional headliners on one show. Okay. So just know that we don't know the order. Yeah. We don't know exactly what we're going to do. I think. Let me pitch an idea to you, John. Do you like it when I pitch ideas to you? Yes, I do. Let's hear it. So since you're coming to my town first, okay. Hickory. Hickory. At the Main City Cellar Club. I'll be, I'll be in, Char- in uh, what's it, Greenville, North Carolina. Is that there's, a place? That, there's a place, yeah. I'm there that weekend. And then uh, a corporate, Charlotte. Then on Monday, uh, June 7th is when I'm coming to Hickory. How much time do I get John Heffron in Hickory? I don't have tickets yet. So okay. you got to be – we got to figure out when you're coming to Michigan. Yeah. The shows that we have that weekend. You can be that guy and fly in day of on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can come in Thursday. Or okay. I can come to Hickory. Uh, I'll be in Charlotte doing a corporate gig, but I can come to you Sunday night. If you leave a key by your rock and your mom knows a stranger's coming into your house, yep. I can be to you Sunday night and we can have all Monday, all Monday, yep, each other and then do the show uh, Monday night at the main city, club. main cellar city club. Okay. I think, okay, good. I, so you, well, you have, wait, okay. do you, I'm sorry, John, you said you have a corporate thing that Sunday night, June 6th in Charlotte, but it's early in. I'm only an hour away from you. Like I'll be done by eight o'clock. So I, I, I could be to your house by nine or 10 on Sunday. Are they going to provide accommodations for you the night of June 6th? Uh, night of yes. Yeah. Okay. So we, okay, that's fine. Cause we'll have the whole next day to do stuff before the show. I'm saying, give yourself like, take the latest flight out on Tuesday, the 8th. Or the earliest flight out on the ninth that Wednesday. So you're saying take a day. So yeah. Show Monday. Give me a day so I can take you around Hickory and, and do things with you. Rockets on Monday. And then so then that following week, uh June, can put up the Ann Arbor uh, I don't know who's doing that. If that one's even around. June eleven and twelve. It's the yeah, same week. If you could put that thing up, um, because those tickets are on sale now. And the website, I believe, is aacomedy.com. Um, it's not what you're looking at right now, but it's June, whatever we said. Uh, June 11 and 12, I'm coming to Ann Arbor. Yeah, coming to Ann Arbor, Michigan. I've already talked to the the peeps there. Those shows are uh, crushing it. There's only three. Curfew still. Still, um, you know, you're, you're only allowed X amount of people in. Okay. Um, so what are you going to do? Do you want to come in? Well, hang on. Was gonna, let me ask you this. Um, yeah, I'll probably come in. Much of us. So if you if dude, I, I, we, what we should do, honestly. Well, <laughs> I mean, if we were to, I don't know. Should we drive? Let me. Th- it's, how far are you from Raleigh? Uh, from Raleigh? I'm like two and a half hours. So is Raleigh, though. Because my dad drives to Raleigh to see my brother like every other weekend. Yeah. Like that apparently is not that that tough to drive. But we're in the car for 12 hours. But I mean, we could. 
<laughs> all we could do for 12 hours. We could record a lot of road stuff. Okay, so if the idea of our because what we're doing, we're not just doing stand up comedy in each other's towns. That's 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 half of the idea. The other half of the idea is that you know John shows me around his town, Ann Arbor. South Lion, yeah. his favorite places. And I do the same for him when he comes to Hickory. So we need time between the shows to do that. And then also just us being buddies, two headliners, comedians who've been doing this for over 20 some years. How would we travel together? How would we get along in a car ride that long? Because that would be a long drive from North Carolina to Michigan. Yeah, we could do it. It's 12 hours. That's easy. We, yeah, I mean, we yeah, but nonstop. We wouldn't get a hotel. Yeah. Uh, we need a CB. Uh, <laughs> I need a better trucker hat. I need a CB. Uh, we need a set of. Well, you know, we do it is we do it in the, those pris- those uh, prisoner uh, onesies. <laughs> okay. Like the little orange jumpsuits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we yeah. wear those. No, that's probably wrong. Let's not I do that. I bet those are comfortable. Let's not do that idea. Uh, but that's 12 hours, so we could do uh, Hickory and then leave Wednesday, and we'd be right. at my house late You know, late Thursday morning, like 1 or 2 in, in the morning. Yep. Um, so. And I got two two days there, you know, because we're doing two nights, Friday and Saturday night. Friday, Saturday, two shows. So, so maybe we do that. Maybe we take that Wednesday – drive and we drive from North Carolina to Michigan and we film just Alan said he'd come. We'll make him film a bunch of stuff. We'll put the GoPros or a little whatever in the car when we're driving, figure that out. Maybe we'll get a rental car. Maybe we'll get some, um, I don't know something. People are going to want me to have something with a Hemi in it. I don't know. What, 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 maybe we could rent something yeah, fun. Yeah. Yeah. A, a convertible. <laughs> I, I've already been thinking of stuff I want you to do with my nephew, who's five, who has yeah. a Hemi. His parent, we ha- we have a huge Hemi. I want him to be in a Hemi, looking down at you in whatever <laughs> you know, car you have. I would love it, and he can ask you. Okay, yeah. So he's, yeah. he's a dude now. He he really wants to meet you, um, and he also has a bike that no longer has a kickstand. So yeah, that's a, that's a whole different level. What um so the night of the shows, right? Mm-hmm. Should I, since you're gonna be in Hickory, I feel like I should do less time. Like so if you're you should headline the show in Hickory and I should headline the show in Ann Arbor. Yeah, let's just do that because I was just in Ann Arbor a couple weeks ago. Okay. So and I'll just get up and yeah, so I'll I'll do well, for the price of tickets, we want to sell out. We'll each do hat. Yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get a look. Somebody will host. Brent Blakeney said he. My buddy Brent Blakeney already said he would do it. He's already offered his services for that in Hickory. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> no, perfect. So he'll he'll do perfect, and yeah. then I'll figure out Ann Arbor. Um, and then I will have the host, and then I'll go up. And then I'll introduce uh, you. Right. So how much time should I do? Let's say Brent goes up and uh, Hickory does 10 minutes. Michigan with, uh, um, uh, I'm glad we're doing on the show prep here on the show. All the, there's curfew. So, so everything's got to be, 
I think done by all the booze has to be off tables by 11. So I like it because the shows are short. Yeah. Or like an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. So you're like 40 minutes. You can do like, like 40 ish. Okay. So look, I'm just reading the comments Uh and there are some okay ideas here. Um, Michael, um, Menderly is saying something about get an RV and go, um, let me ask this. My brother has an RV, but it's the kind that we would have to hook up to a truck. I want someone. I'm putting it out there. Look, I'm putting it out there right now, John Hafford. Okay. If someone has the type of RV that I could drive, it's all one thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, camper. Yeah, like, yeah. Like if someone wants to give us that for that week and let us uh, record in there and do things, we will use it, but we're not going to give you any money for it. You have to offer it up and we'll talk about you and your business. Um, we'll do what we can, but we can't give you any money. <laughs> There's that company that does it, that I, I would use it except for the blast their names all over it. It's like Voyager. <sighs> oh, <or> yeah. <laughs> but you have, it's too label. It's too. Well, if it's the outside, we, we could just, fake exterior shots with another RV and then we'll just film everything on the inside with what they give us. <laughs> yeah. would totally ruin the, his idea of trying to get publicity. Um, but that's funny. Uh-oh, where'd John go? Oh, man. I think John Heffern just accidentally hung up on me. I don't know what happened. Um, but let me ask the Alan Jackson if he happens to be listening to this because I know we were you were doing double duty tonight. Um, the Alan Jackson, if you're listening, give me a shout out, pop in here, say hello. Otherwise, I'm going to keep talking. Okay, that means he is doing something else. So we're going to wait for John Heffern to get back in. In the meantime, I'm going to tell you uh, to hit the share button. Hit the share button. Check out heffernandreap.com. We have a website. Wait, John says here. But now, see, here's the problem. Because we're doing double duty. Let me just tell you this. Jackson Creative is... uh, The Alan Jackson does double duty. I'm not the only podcast that he works for. All right, He does other podcasts. He's got a big studio here, right here in Hickory. And there's people coming and going all the time, doing their own Zoom meetings, their own corporate videos, all kinds of stuff. And so uh, he's working with someone else right now, which means, John Heffern, I know you're probably watching or listening, but I can't let you in because it's Alan's talking to somebody else right now. So, oh, Michael, I got your Carlin painting. I love it. It will be featured on a show coming up pretty soon. I just didn't bring it here today. Uh, Alan said, I'm going to say John Heffern says, okay. We got comments coming in. Let me read some of your comments. I just tuned back in. What happened? Shane Flint, good question. Um, John Heffern accidentally probably hung up on me. I don't know what happened. Uh, but we're going to find out as soon as Alan Jackson gets in here. We'll have him back on. Uh, Kim Hutcherson says, I have a great video of you both on stage together in Nashville. <gasps> well, this is great, Kim. We might need this. Heffern is singing and you're jumping a lot. <laughs> It's funny. My photo thing, he just made it a movie like past week on memories like it does. Happy to send it to you. Yes, we want that video, Kim Hutcherson. Please email it to me, johnreap at gmail.com. 
Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, Kim, John Reap at gmail.com. J-O-N-R-E-E-P at gmail.com. Because um, we could use that. So our plan is, I was going to ask John, um, I'm going to introduce him to my my audience, my people, my friends and family and fans here in Hickory and let him stretch and do as much time as he wants. And then he'll do the same for me when I go to Ann Arbor. So we're doing a comedy stand-up comedian town swap type thingy. There's John Heffron. What's up, buddy? Sorry, I did. I, I don't know. I hit a, I hit a thing and it, lo- it, it logged me out. Yeah. Oh, you're back. But someone has a great idea. Uh, or not an idea, but uh, a nice nugget for us. Kim Hutcherson said she has a video of me and you on stage together in Nashville. And you're singing, and I'm jumping up and down a bunch. Someone named Kim Hutcherson. I guess she saw us together. Um, Probably at the Brad Paisley thing. Yeah. That was the last, yeah, where we would go. If we're on stage, it's either that. Yeah, it has to be that. Otherwise, we'd be at a karaoke place doing that. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, sorry, clicked out of there. So anyway, um welcome back, John Hereford. I missed you. Thank you. So yeah, so we'll do that. Uh tickets. I know we've done a, a big push, but I'd rather sell out the these shows now because I have a bunch of other ideas for Michigan shows for me and John to do. And it helps if we sell out these quick, so then that way yeah, we can use that as purchasing power yeah. too. You can get tickets for both of these events on my website or John Heffern's website, I'm sure. If you go to johnreap.com, click on tour dates, you can get tickets for either one there. Right? It's going to be fun. So so now we're thinking of what do we call this thing? A title for this. Oh, by the way, before you hung up, I was saying if there's anyone who has a drivable, self-contained driving RV or camper, whatever you call that, and you want to, and you want me to have it for one week for free. Let me know, okay? I'm happy to take it off your hands for zero dollars for you know <laughs> seven days. You know what's so funny is uh, thinking how fun it is to drive places when you were in your 20s or 30s, but when you actually think about doing it in your late 40s or yeah. so. You boy, things change. We're like, can we like uh, express jet it? Can't we just spend an extra three hundred bucks in, in in private plane it? I know that sounds. No, I mean we could, but it wouldn't be for the show. Good, but I know what you're saying. Like, okay, so I've always had the fantasy of like, John, can I just talk to you for a second, please? I've always had the fantasy, right? of booking my tour dates around uh, away games of the Carolina Panthers. And what I wanted to do was have my own camper and like go to whatever, let's say the Panthers are playing the Detroit lions Mm -hmm. and that's going to be a Sunday night game. Well, I drive up there in my little Winnebago. I, uh, I do the gig and I take my camper as soon as they let me into the stadium and I tailgate for that game and I'm there and I just travel that way. So whatever the next away game is, I start heading that way. Maybe it's, you know, San Francisco. That's right. a long drive. Right. But I base my whole tour schedule 
around away games in my RV and I just tailgate and have fun and watch football. But then the older I get, the more I'm like, well, who's going to drive? Yeah. Who's going to open up the the awning? Who's going to put the grill out? Like I got to do a bunch of crap. You got to get, yeah, you got to get like uh Burt Kreischer level and have 700 people who do all that for you. Right. So you can just be the party guy. But, but, there, right. but there is the grill guy get the beer guy set up your merch guy yeah. sell your merch guy f- drive the thing guy there's a lot of guys mm-hmm. like so the more you do that the more the more people you're paying right yeah and, and then if you want to be like a lot of those people then you got to get a dog that you got to carry with you um <laughs> you know you're one of the only few comics i know who, who doesn't have a dog uh that you know on stage Anymore. That's a new thing. Well, who else is doing it? I knew Eliza was doing it. Who Eliza's else? always done it. Yeah. So to me, Eliza's always been the dog person. Um, it just seems like everybody on Instagram. Dude, there was a lady that opened it, up for me one time. Dog butt shots, fans only is kind of is 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 the thing that I'm seeing. There's a lady who opened up for me one time. Well, she was like an MC or something in uh, Naples, Florida, at the house at. Uh, off the hook comedy club, the girl who had her own little tiny, um, like a hedgehog. And she did like 10 minutes of comedy and then reached into her, her pocket and pulled it out. Like it was in there the whole time. And it's a tiny little thing. And she would bring it out and talk about it. I'm like, okay, (laughs) that can't be good for the, I don't know if it is. I don't know. Hedgehog stuff. I had a friend who had he had a pouch and had a I don't they're not called mar- marsupials because that's a a form of animal. I they weren't, they weren't a squirrel. It wasn't a squirrel. It was I don't know. They look like little hamsters. And he had it in this pouch and it, what we're eating at at Five Guys and he'd take a French fry and I'd see him like put the French fry down in this pouch almost the whole meal. I kept seeing him do that, and I, I'm a guy. I don't ask a lot of follow-up questions, but I was thinking, is he saving fries for later? I don't know if he's poor and he's just he's saving food so he doesn't waste <laughs> it. And then he goes, I go, where are you putting those fries? You just you keep putting – what's in that bag? He's also a magician. He goes, oh, they're – I don't even know what they're called. He pulls out this thing and runs up his th- and it just stops and it's right here. Oh so wow! Kind of lo- like looks like a little baby bear, but kind of a squirrel. But you keep them in pouches, huh? And you walk around with them. It's kind of disgusting. I went out. I remember I was twenty years old, twenty two, and I met this girl and I thought she was crazy hot. And I think we went out once and it, in the middle of the day, we we're going to go do something. And I went to her apartment and she had a iguana. Yeah. And there was iguana shit just on every couch, on every chair. Uh, it's walked around and it was just sprayed white iguana poop. And I just, it just in my head, no matter how hot you thought somebody was and you're 20 something. So you obviously want to, you know, hook up, but I, there, there's a level, there's a level of, of, of a line you cross. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not staying at somebody's house who has iguana who 
one who has an iguana. Right. Like that's like people have ferrets. There's a couple pets right. that you have them be like, yeah, I'm out. but definitely not staying at at the iguana. What's what? Iguana. I mean, there's a road we could go down here with like exotic pets. Why does someone feel the need to go outside of a dog or a cat? I mean, really, the dog and the cat. That's your basic pet. Why do you need something? I don't get why you need a different animal for you. What is that? I don't need an iguana. I don't need a snake. I don't need a hamster. Why do people need these things? By the way, someone keeps saying sugar glider. I don't know what a sugar glider is. Someone on the comment section. Is that like an animal? A sugar glider? Is that a, a type of RV? What what does this have to do with the conversation? Yeah, that's, <laughs> why, that's why I never read them. It's because oh, a couple of people are saying sugar glider, so that must be yeah, it's a thing. I don't know what it is though. I think it's the animal oh that they kept that you would keep in your pouch. But yeah, gotcha. but yeah, like it's uh iguana. I'm you know you're kind of out. Uh, I I think with somebody i i don't know has anybody you've had you've had john you've had dogs and cats we had dogs and cats have you ever had anything outside of that as a kid i i had uh two hermit crabs uh miss uh dr pepper and mr pip we got from nags head north carolina um so i had them but they were in a really cool army i put them in a really cool uh you know aquarium with army trucks and army guys so that was cool yeah I wasn't trying to impress girls with them though but it wasn't something that you could get out and play with and roll around and rub its belly we somebody convinced us to get a hamster but i hated the thing almost instantly can't do anything with it bit me or guinea pig all, no, all, all the <laughs> only thing you could do with it is put in those little clear plastic balls and let it run around and let the cat try and kill it well, did you back in your dating days in in you uh did you go ever go to somebody's house or apartment that had either cats or dogs, even that simple, and there was either cat or dog hair everywhere? Mm-hmm. Where where it was kind of where it was that borderline. You know, they're they're yeah. not messy people, but if somebody I used to have two dogs and two cats, and it if it, it was a 24 hour upkeep, and if you go on for two days. Yeah, you're you were too. There was too much to clean. You were already yeah. on the back end. Where ever just go to somebody's apartment where you just don't want to sit down. You mm-hmm. just like the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah but especially it's like it's like they say, and the the ones who have the the animals um, that shed a lot yeah. are also the ones who want you to come over and hang out before you go out, even though you just took a shower and you just put on clean clothes that maybe you ironed or got out of a dryer. And now they want you to sit down on their couch, like a lint roller and get all that crap on your clothes. Why is that the case? Why is it the people who have the messiest (laughs) shitty animals want you to come hang out with them? Or you, yeah, I remember. <laughs> and I, I hear people say cat piss is the worst. It is. It is. I, I don't think it is. It is. Cat piss doesn't bother me. To me, it smells like ammonia. And when I smell ammonia, I think, well, someone must have just cleaned the toilet or cleaned something because ammonia smells like a cleaning product to me. So it doesn't smell 
like a nasty body, body fluid or poop, I think, oh, it's probably clean. I know I'm probably the only person who thinks this. It might be the only person. Yeah, because if you smell a lot, if somebody, because the cat pee gets into the wood and then it's there. So you can clean that all you want if your cat. I had female cats, so I, I don't think they um, spray as bad as. Holy but, but that's the thing. Like if you're going to somebody, if you're younger and you're dating, and they, I, with all the people who comment on our thing, I think everybody's kind of our age, uh, John, for the most part. So uh, I'm scrolling right here. Uh, Shane's married. Uh, yeah. Like, would you though? So wait, let me ask you this: Am I wrong when I say cat piss smells like ammonia? Is that true or false? You're the only person who thinks that, John. It took me a second to read that. Yeah. You're the only person. Who, I smoke. No, I'm saying ammonia. Do you know what ammonia smells like? Yes. Yes. Does it smell like cat piss? No. Ammonia okay. Then I'm me, thinking of something totally different. Yeah. Ammonia to me re- reminds me of, of salted vinegar chips just to make things weirder. Like my brain, when I smell ammonia, I think of salty vinegar chips, which I hate. <laughs> Am I the only person that thinks ammonia and cat piss smells the same? I uh, I mean, I've heard people say that ammonia smells like cat piss. Yeah, I'm okay, so I'm not making this shit up. <laughs> Taryn Coleman Criddle just said it. Cat piss has ammonia in it. Okay, oh. now, now, okay, so now let's go down this logic. Okay. Is ammonia also something that may or may not be? In a cleaning product. True or false? It, uh, it is in a cleaning product. Okay. Now, do you uh, can you understand how my brain makes the leap from ammonia and cleanliness? Cause I yes, because I can make this, I can make this jump that might be similar to your jump. If I smell I, I don't even know the last time that I smelled this concoction. Remember that stuff to use in third grade in elementary school? It was sawdust. Yes. It came in a bag. And if somebody puked. Yes. They would pour the, the sawdust. Yes. Okay. So it's just sawdust, right? It's just, right. I, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know what the name of this stuff is, but it, it looked like sawdust to me. And if somebody threw up in the hall, the janitor would throw it and that would soak up the sawdust. If I brought that in a room with you, maybe when you're staying at my house, I'll get a nice little <laughs> bowl and just put the sawdust stuff. All right. Okay. You would smell puke the second you walked into the room. I think you've been associated with the sawdust smell and it's not regular sawdust. It's okay. Your janitor sawdust. Well, that's, that's, that's a separate thing then. Okay. But if you smell that, if that was in a nice little lavender baggie, people would think that that smell would, would be gross because they associated it with, with a puke. Am I right, people listening on the comments? Do you even know what I'm saying? Right? That's great, John. That's a, a good comparison. Um, I have to admit I've never smelled the specific uh, type of sawdust that you're talking about without puke already in the room. I've smelled regular sawdust and barns and 
places like that or nice Texas roadhouse restaurants where they got sawdust on peanut peanut shells on the floor. Like uh, shop class, good memories. Those are good sawdust good memories. Sawdust memories. You're getting yeah. ready for the Pinewood Derby. Maybe you're making something. Yeah. It, it's a good but what is the? I don't know what the other kind is. Yeah, I don't I know. I could that. even be wrong. I, it might not even be a sawdust, but I remember it being. It's not a sawdust. Powder. It's got some sawdust in it, but it's also got like a, a sand type thing, like a fat. This is dumb. Like a fat sand. That's stupid. It's not that. Like kitty litter almost. Like it's mixed with kitty litter and sawdust. It's it's its own thing just for puke. And they probably don't that I wanna I wanna know what company it was oh, that made owned. huh? They must have had a monopoly. How how rich were they? I, was Pine yeah. sawdust is different than the industrial puke diffuser. Wait a minute, is this real? Or are we just taking her word? No, we have it? no way of looking up any of this. Right. But but yeah, there had to have been how many how many puke sawdust companies existed in the seventies? Oh, probably this would be one, right? Was it was it like the office, like Dunder Mifflin, where where they yeah. were making calls? Acme, it was Acme Sawdust. They're puke like diffuser company. Five guys selling puke diffuser. Colorado. Yeah, they're the same one, the same company that made fake puke that you get at Spencer's gift because they already had the stuff. <laughs> yeah like that was that a job now we're just gonna be uh well no this isn't really <laughs> did you have vending machines in your high school in your high school junior high or elementary school that sold pens that sold pencils and notebooks we, don't we had like a dispensary, you put it 25 cents and you and you clicked it and then one pencil would come out <laughs> I don't remember a vending machine, but that doesn't mean it wasn't there. I do remember the first time that we had a school store and you not, could go not, to the store. I'm going to try to find this picture for you. Not okay. Santa secret shop. Cause that's different. Did you have Santa secret shop? No, I don't think so. What is that? I mean, I know what, I know what Santa shop. I know what Santa is. I know what shops are. I know what secrets are. I don't know. There's three words together like that. Uh, Santa secret shop was obviously, where the library you'd go and then this was bad because then you saw what kids were rich and what kids what weren't your parents would give you money and it was like you're going to you're, it's like going to amazon and you'd walk around the library and it was just junk that you would buy for for christmas for mm -hmm. your brother or sister usually and what the deal was is you'd get x amount of bucks your parents would give you five bucks and then you'd go buy something and then I remember my exact purpose I, or, or purchase. I bought my mom a picture of the Mona Lisa, uh, but like super small. I don't remember how it's not even eight by 10 size. I don't, I don't know sizes, but like smaller than an eight by 10 of a replica, obviously of the Mona Lisa. Cause who wouldn't want that? And then I realized you got cash back. So then I bought one of those books where the, uh, the word was hidden. And then you took the marker, you took, a, uh, this magic marker and you drew over the hidden word and then the word would pop up. 
That sounds cool. And it was cool. That's why I got it. But so it would tell you a whole story, but it had hidden words in it. And you took the, you you took like the little highlighter and the words would pop up. So my oh. mom got, my mom got the, the crappy deal of that. Hey, by the way, can I show you this? Yeah. Did I ever show you my uh, high school? <laughs> okay. This is, this was in my. Well, do you want to send it to Alan? I mean, I think Alan's available now. I don't know. Let's ask Alan before you do that, because maybe it'll be better if Alan has it and can throw it up here. If Alan is in the room and is watching, we're not sure. Boom. There he is. The yeah, Alan Jackson. To me. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. So uh, um, 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 uh, what, what were we talking about before that? Email. Uh, it, oh, it, yeah. You, uh, Secret Center Shop, Mona Lisa. So, um, I, so I got uh, my mom, the Mona Lisa. But I was trying to see, um, I was trying to show you what uh, the pencil thing. That, okay. That you a pencil vending machine. Yeah, it was a pencil vending machine, and there was a kid, David Holden, where every morning he bought a pencil in the thing, and at the end of the year, he had a whole pencil box mm-hmm. of them. Oh, that and sounds then, awesome. And then some kid. Uh, bought them from him and he profited. Like, <gasps> oh, made a lot of money because th- I guess this is th- this. Uh, I'm gonna kind of change stories here. Wow, hey, a little side hustle going on. Well, my side hustle when I was in um elementary school is I would sell uh Hubba Bubba, no, mm-hmm. bubble yum. yeah, yeah, we would sell bubble yum. Bubble yum came for 25 cents, you could get four pieces of bubble yum. Yeah. At recess, yeah. we would sell each piece for twenty-five cents. Yeah. So it's it, it's a huge profit. What what's what's the math, people? What, what type of profit are we making? We're making a lot of profit. So you're that kid that did that. I know a couple of kids in high school that did that as well. So here's where we got busted. So we were selling. Then we moved our operation to all sorts of candy. So we would just had this thing. People would come up to us and be like, "Do you have any Reese's?" Do you have any what any watch will call it or marathon bars or and we were we were selling candy basically out of our thing. And where we got busted was, and this is about business partners. This is this is it. So I was doing everything on I'm gonna show this to you next time because I can't find I was doing all of this on the up and up. Okay. My partner, Gary Jodway, here's here's where he where he got I don't have the video. Here's where we got in trouble. We started selling cinnamon uh, toothpicks. Oh, yeah. Right? So you would take the toothpicks, you'd soak them in cinnamon all, all day, and then you put them in, in tin foil. you know. Whoa, then, you made them yourselves? We made them ourselves. So, so we would make the cinnamon. We had bowls. We made cinnamon. Da, 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 and then we'd wrap them and then we <laughs> sold them in in whatever quantities. I don't remember even for the sake of the story. Uh, if we sold, it was like you got like a, a pack for 25 cents. That kind of seemed like that was the denomination that everyone used back then. So it was like 25 cents. So then we realized how much time it was taking us to, we'd have to soak the toothpicks for a day. Right. And then the next day you'd wrap them up. Here's here's this is where people get greedy. Here's the where there was a lesson learned. Uh Gary goes, let's just not 
sell them cinnamon. Let's just sell the toothpicks. Hmm. And I was like, but we're selling hot, we're selling cinnamon toothpicks. He's like, no, we'll give them a hot toothpick. You give me one. I'll act like it's so hot I can't even keep it in your in my mouth. You hand the kid the other the hot toothpick, and then you hand them the rest of the pack for twenty five cents. I'm in third grade. I'm in third or fourth grade because this is the first. Wow. This is like the first fight I ever got. So I did it. And then the kid does it. The kid happened to be a maniac, <laughs> and he took two more. To show us how tough he was and put two more cinnamon things in his mouth and not, he didn't do anything. So recess is over. I'm sitting in class. Uh, Mr. Uh, Harrell, our principal, comes to my room, comes in the room, calls me to the office. He's like, hey, you're selling candy at, at lunch. Uh, you can't be you, you can't be doing it. So yep. so like that's been cut off. He goes, but the bigger lesson here, he goes, I don't mind uh, you trying to make money as long as it's legal, but you're, you're deceiving kids by selling them fake hot cinnamon toothpicks. Well, yeah. Uh, so, so we got a little bit too big. Yeah. Uh, we, we got outed quick, and I just, I, I just knew it. If Jodway just would have stayed. Jodway? If Gary, if, if he would have just stayed and we would have stayed selling hot toothpicks, we, we had it wrapped up. Nobody would have said anything. They were highly illegal wow. at the time. And he just got greedy. We decided just to, to cut the, we, we cut the toothpicks with water, basically. Okay. Wait. All right. I have so many questions. This is great. I didn't know. I did not know this. Um, first of all, you guys were making cinnamon toothpicks before they were already a thing or were you just making your own because you thought it'd be cheaper? It wasn't a thing. Okay. So so quite possibly you started this because I remember (laughs) getting these toothpicks at stores or wherever. And they were, it was about major company was making it, you know, it wasn't like some kid. Yeah. So someone must've, (laughs) Taken your idea and rolled with it into a huge, a huge thing because. So you're saying y'all, you would buy toothpicks, yeah, and then we get a bowl, a bowl of cinnamon, cinnamon, uh, cinnamon came in liquid, correct? Am I am I wrong? You could buy cinnamon powder and put it in water, or you could buy cinnamon uh, toothpaste. No, or or mouthwash. We were like chemists. We were like chemists, and we put it in there. And then we started experimenting. Um, I think my mom even explained to me about cayenne pepper or, wow. or something like that. So we started to try to make the cinnamon as hot as we could possibly make it. Is what the business started to be. Okay. That's what, that's what we were on pace for. <laughs> and then yeah. and then you see you got to keep your circle. You got to be careful because then you have one person that can go south on you. And it comes up with the thing. We can cut down on our costs. We don't have to buy cinnamon. We don't have to buy this and this. We can just sell regular tooth and then have some, like, you know. You guys are like the breaking bad of cinnamon toothpicks. One was the chemistry teacher and the other one was a little druggy. Yeah, I had a, I had a bad. <laughs> that was a bad week for me. I also got in trouble for throwing rocks at a school bus. It was one oh. of those, you know, it was one of those weeks. 
where you know you just you know you you could have went south. Luckily, I pulled it all together. Wow. So why did this guy? I forgot his name already. Hoyt, would you say his name was uh, Gary Jodway? Jodway. Gary Jodway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did Gary? Yeah. Why did he decide? I mean, was it was the cinnamon oil or whatever you were using to flavor these toothpicks that so that that much? I mean, was it that expensive that you're trying to cut cost, or was it just a process and we're just trying to be lazy here? Keep in mind, we're in elementary school. <laughs> so we had a lot going on. I know you don't know any of these crazy these answers. I think. <laughs> I remember my stepmom or my dad, somebody not getting mad. I, I, I don't remember that, but whatever bowls I was using were just out like on the table or on the counter. Cause I would let them soak overnight. So if we lived in a small house and you had X amount of kitchen space, if the, I used two big Tupperware bowls, for the for the whole operation that's another thing i did wrong i should have moved the operation into the basement yeah and then i could have had my uh you know my eight-year-old sister and my you know five-year-old brother i could have brought them into the fold and had them be churning out you know i could i could have told them i got a game i bet you can't do it as fast as i can do it I take all these and you have to sit here and you got to watch it. I yeah. bet you can't put it in here real fast. Like I could add a whole thing. Yeah. You were selling toothpicks and you said you sold candy. Can- candy. candy. Uh, this girl, Wendy Miller Rod- Rod- Rodicus, maybe uh, she said she made toothpicks as well. So you weren't the only person making toothpicks. Apparently this was a thing. Um, I mean, I didn't make them. I didn't know people out. who made them. I thought you just bought them that way. You know what I mean? I think that's when the big. I think that's when the big, the big corporations took over. Yeah, you know, we all, we all had these small time, these small dime operations going on, and then the big company, probably a Nestle, came through, and they probably had child labor, and you mm. know, who even knows what the profit margins were. Um, <laughs> John H. Oh, Gary Godway, the cinnamon toothpick, toothpick magnet. Yeah, I remember him now. But the thing um, about Godway was he was like. Is he, do you know this person, John H.? Uh, he's probably uh, another. He's probably John Heffron. Um, <laughs> uh, no relation. Uh, but the thing about Gary is we'd go, and I remember them being in the plastic because Bubble Yum went for 20. I remember buying gum for 25 cents yes. a piece. Yes. And it was only so that's 75 cent profit. Yeah. You were making quite a bit of coin on the side as a kid. Cause I remember a kid in my homeroom who sold Tootsie Rolls. He had a bag. Yeah. 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 Just re- every, every, the homeroom class is what, 10 minutes before the school starts. Yeah. People are just coming up to him. What you want, what you got, what you need. I got everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that kid's a bad kid, and suddenly all now all the school systems have vending machines. Hey, that's weird. Hey, John, now, you now it's so not so bad when you're getting a little bit of the cash now, is it? <laughs> it's trying to do it on the side. Suddenly yeah. they're the ones. But Jodway was uh, getting busted, and the kid I forgot the kid who was going to uh, um, cinnamon oil comes in little glass tubes to drain. Uh, same used to make homemade hard candy. Yeah, I remember being a liquid, and then you could actually put the cinnamon sticks okay. in the thing. But Gary was one of those kids who was uh, 
he wasn't a big kid at the time. Keep in mind, we're in elementary school, but he would fight. Yeah. He, he was one of those kids who weren't afraid to fight. So if you would eat like a cinnamon and go, this is, I want my money back. This is, he, he was like, yeah, he was like the muscle of the mafia organization. Yeah. Like he was, he was like the enforcer. I'm seeing a lot of people leave comments about that. They made their own cinnamon toothpicks. So this was a thing, I guess. Roxanne Sussex, she made her own cinnamon toothpicks as well. That's that's great. <laughs> I mean, how come they don't make those anymore? How come when you go to like a I, restaurant now, when you go to a restaurant, they've got the I mean, they if they have toothpicks at all. Remember you, they used to come in toothpicks used to come individually wrapped. Right. I remember having them like with the with the restaurant on it, and then sometimes oh, it was like it. a joke. You would get a hot one and give it to somebody, and, and be then be like, you, and then you put it back. Yeah, yeah. huh? We're gonna get. That. We're gonna bring that back. We're bringing cinnamon, cinnamon, uh, cinnamon sticks. Yeah, heaven reap hot, <laughs> hot, <laughs> hot wood or something, dude. I got a piece so bad right now. No, do you, I got it. Should we wrap it up? Yes, wrap it up. All right. So how do we tell people? Um, let, let's. This is what we want you to take away from this podcast. We want you to know, help us come up with a name of the Heffern and Reap stand-up comedy town swap idea. And we also want you to buy tickets to our live performances, mine yes. and John's in Hickory and ours as well in Ann Arbor. You can get tickets at johnreap.com or aacomedy.com for either of those shows. Right, John? And if you're in any of those areas we have time, uh, feel free. If you have an event, um, invite us to it. We got, we're got we going to figure out some things. Take John Reap to South Line. Take him to South Line Hotel. That's why I think you need to get in Thursday so we can have a night of uh, of adult uh, ab- uh, ab- abbreviation. Yes, What's the word? Libations. Librations. Libations. So maybe Thursday night. Um, Swapping Johns. (laughs) I'll get my five-year-old nephew to drive us around, but we'll go. Um, You know, maybe we find some of these people that uh, sold uh, fake hot hot toothpicks back. Maybe I can make some amends. Maybe I'll invite them out to a beer and we do a a thing of... um, Hot, hot damn, or something, not, and I'll buy. You know, yeah, I gotta take you to take you to Silver Bullet. Uh, maybe take you to um, my old high school, my old where we used to bowl and play putt putt. First place I got into a fight. I, I got all kinds of ideas. Of what yeah, we I do. Do. You guys tell us what you want to see. You want see, but make sure you go to all those websites. Um, Share if you're going to the event and the events on Facebook. Share, say you're really excited about going to this. Um, all the dates are there. Hope you're well. Yada yada. It's uh, are we doing this Monday? I know Monday is Monday. Uh, well, Cinco de Mayo is coming up a couple of days. This Monday, yeah, we're good. We're, we're good for the seventh. So we're good for in a couple of days. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. What did I, think, I send out? No, we're fine. Today was the one that was going to be wonky, but we got through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Next weekend, next week's the uh, 10th. It's all good. Yeah, we're good. Oh, uh, John, okay, before we end, just because you know me, Alan, so this is no longer in the town that I grew up in, but I just wanted to show you, and this is how we end the show. We, we've done enough plugging, and everybody can figure it out. 
But uh, this is this was the playground equipment. This is the year I was in elementary school when this existed. Okay, so this isn't a picture of bombing in in Britain in in the 1920s. Okay, this was this is the playground equipment that was in the back of my elementary school. And then now I can show that picture. Oh my god. That looks like a what is that? I know the tires. I've seen the tires. We've had the tires too. Yeah. But I don't know the other wood stuff. What do we got going on here? Those are all telephone poles. Um, and you could climb through those bottom tires and then you'd be underneath all those telephone poles. Um, see uh, there's there's a rope. There's a rope that's yeah. hanging, that's hanging. You so what you do is you climb on top of the you you climb on top of the tire and then you would jump and swing on that rope and you would technically swing and make it to the second tire. Okay. That's how the game was supposed to play. And then you'll see a little bit of rope at the top where people can hang. Uh, that looks fun as hell as a kid though. Uh, if I were was, a kid, I would love that. A, there wasn't one uh, summer. Uh, you would not want to be a playground superintendent being a substitute teacher during any kid playing on that. Because yeah. what do you think every kid did with that rope that was on that tire? This is why eventually it, it had to be taken down. Peed on it. Nope. Well, <laughs> that's what I would have done. They would try to, I, and I remember it, you would wrap the rope, and I did this. You wrap the rope around your neck, uh, and wow. then you would step off of that tire. Oh no! And your friend and your friends would be underneath you. Pretend, pretend that you're hanging yourself, and then you would. Drag, oh no! You would crab your legs. No, hundred no. percent. That was at my <laughs> elementary school. I'm sure there's some kid that sued the. I got to look and see how much money the school system oh gave God. some kid. But look at that. That looks like a 1935. Yeah, it totally did. I thought you were joking. Bomb. I thought you were joking, but that's. It looks like a tank at first glance. Yeah. Um, but wow. The, we came a long way, huh? <laughs> so now they got right. like rubberized asphalt. <laughs> so anyway. All right, everybody. That was the Heaven Reap Show. Hope you're well. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. Lock it in and rip the knob off. You're tuned in to the number one show on the planet. The Heffron and Reap Show. Live from your headphones. It's Heffron and Reap. Since you love the Heffron and Reap Show, please go to iTunes and let them know. Rank the show and leave a comment. We don't care what you write, you know. They Heffron and Reap have low self-esteem. So please validate.